0: Well, good evening, friends. If you have your Bibles, Ephesians chapter 4. And then after that, we're going to go over to Mark chapter 10. Ephesians chapter 4. Just one verse for tonight. Just uh, show of hands. How many have been brought up in the church kind of like your whole life? Wow, there's a bunch of you. Like, took communion in the umbil- with the umbilical cord, right? Right in the womb? It's like, yeah, I like that stuff. That was you, Right? Um, guys, I'm a like a group in the church and then there's a, a section of time I didn't uh, but I'm a Christian school brat I went to Christian school my whole life and at one point the Bible the Bible was a textbook because I had to get the grade and you get the grade so you can get into the right college, you get in the right college and get the right job, you get the right job and you can get the right girl <laughs> You're sitting there going there's no way, I'm like, huh, there's proof so yeah, you get the girl and and then you get the perfect life, and, and so you go, but you've got to do well, so you've got to get memory verses in, you've got to get the right answers to the, to the tests, and, and it's just something to study. And God was a subject. And I don't know about any of you, and so maybe if I'm, when I'm saying these things, if there's some of you that you can kind of relate with that. Like maybe you've heard all the stories, right? Like you've heard David and Goliath, it's like there's one ending every time. So it's like, hey, we're going to open up, look at David and Goliath. You're like, again? I already know what happens. We get into this book and you go, I've already heard all this stuff. and Or maybe for some of you, you're here and you're like, I've tried Jesus, but it's not working. Brian, I've been, I've been walking with God for a long time and nothing's changed. In fact, it's gotten worse. I was here last year and I had this big God moment and... And nothing changed. In fact, when I got home, it all just came back. You been there? You're sitting there going, I've tried this. Friends, I want to ask you to do me a favor. Don't try this for the weekend. I want you to focus in on Jesus for the weekend. Christianity is not something you try out. You engage. You sit there and go, okay, I think that... I think the scriptures really say something massive about the seas. Guys, we just got done singing to this massive God. I mean, God who measures the universe with the span of his hand. He looks at this ever increasing, ever expanding universe and goes, Oh, it's like that big. That Psalm 33 says he breathed out the stars like he just exhaled and the sun popped out. Because that's impressive, right? And you can fit 1.3 million Earths inside the Sun, and he just breathed it. And right now, he's keeping the whole universe together, like we're going around the nucleus of the Milky Way galaxy at 540,000 miles an hour right now. Like, do you feel that? You shouldn't. <laughs> and if you do, this medication, like you sneer, and you need some. But it's like, like right now. That's what's going on. And we think that we're in control of anything. And guys, think about it. We just hope that we don't crash. And yet for some of you, you'll actually look at God and say, you got to do a better job at being God. And you can't even keep your room clean. Guys, when we engaged in worship, we engaged in something that the book of Revelation describes as here's Jesus on the throne. And a hundred million angels are surrounding him in worship. And ever since he created them, they have not stopped. And you'll have one that's the seraphim. They're on fire and they like it. Guys, anything that's on fire and they like it, you should run. (laughs) Right? And one it says, okay, he's over here going, holy, holy, holy. And then then the the way that it's worded in the written language is they're trying to out-scream one another. He's like, no, holy, holy, holy. And they just keep going, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. A hundred million angels worshiping Jesus and all the saints who have gone before us in worship and praise of Jesus. Have you gotten used to him? If you call yourself a follower of Jesus, are you following or was it just an experience at a camp or a youth group or maybe even, a, maybe even at home talking to a parent or with a friend and you had that experience and, and yet I'm asking, are you following? Guys, you ever, you ever play Follow Leader? There's no app for it, but you remember when you were young and you played Follow? Anybody remember playing Follow Leader? Or is it just us old people? That's like, that's, that's as creative as we get. Follow like Okay, I'll do that. Okay, so like, that's as fun as we are. But if there's really one rule to follow a leader. Just follow a leader. Can you imagine? I'm in fourth grade. They all started. I'm at a Christian school. Remember, the, like the, the place we played had no grass. It was just all blacktop. I'm like, wow. this is And it was so fun to play football then. That you're all tough, you're like no teeth and you're all scarred up. It's awesome. And there were two women who watched us. They're like the, they're like the guards, the prison guards. And there was Ellen. She was so nice. And then there was Margie. I don't know. If there's a Margie here, and I don't, I'm not making because I don't know. You're probably a sweet person, but she was not. Like I pictured as a pirate at home. she's like I hate children. I hate children. Like well, that's what I pictured. So we always, had, we always had to wait till she went around the corner because. We wanted to go up the wrong way on the slide, and in Christian school, that is sin. <laughs> That's when you know you have a rebellious heart, and so we're all like little navy seals. It's like, where is she? Where's Margie? <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing this, because we're all right next to each. I don't know. I don't know. There she's is. Go, go, go. And we, <gasps> we did it. Oh, look at us. We're champions. Can you imagine all of a sudden fourth grade playing follow-lead and I just sit down? You playing? I'm playing. I'm playing in my mind. Champion in my mind. Undefeated in my mind. Every kid be like, "No, you can't do that. You, that's not fair." Is that what fourth graders say? That's not. That's not fair. That's not fair. <laughs> Guys, you just have to get up. You have to play the game. And you sit there and go, "No one would ever do that. How dumb is that?" Guys, isn't it just the same to say that I follow Jesus, but you don't follow? It's like, well, I'm a Christian, I'm just not practicing. That's like me saying I'm married, I'm just not practicing. Guys, <laughs> when you get in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17, one, just one verse. Now this I say, and testify in the Lord, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. In other words, he's just simply saying this. If you're calling yourself a follower of Jesus, you have to look apart. You have to look like it. You have to walk differently. You can't say, Hey, I follow Jesus, but I want to keep living in sin. Friends, when you surrendered your life to Christ, if you have, if you're a follower of Jesus and you surrendered your life to the Lordship of Jesus, there is this thing called repentance. You repented, you turned away from sin, and you're going to Jesus. It's a requirement. Guys, it can't just be a name. It's supposed to be all in. Can I ask you a question? Is he worth it? Just rhetorical for just a second. Like, this is the speaker. He should know the answer. But I'm I'm, I'm asking you. Is he worth it? Guys, when he says, "I I want you to deny yourself. And I want you to pick up your cross. And I want you to follow me. See, those feelings that some of you might have or all of us have, it's like, I want to do this, I feel like doing this, I I want to be like this. When it goes against the scriptures, we have to decide, what do we believe about this book? Is this the word of God or is it not? And is is this inspired by the Holy Spirit to give us guidelines, to give us this guardrails that are actually for our good? You ever notice that a river, when it stays in its banks, it's good, it's healthy, right? It's when the river goes outside the banks that for some of you actually think, I do whatever I want, I live however I want. Guys, can you imagine if every single person on the planet did exactly that? It'd be anarchy and chaos. It's when God sets up these parameters for us. But is he worth it? Is he worth it to sit there and go, I know I'm thinking like this, I know I'm feeling like this, but God says this is how I'm supposed to live, so I'm going to push those things to the side, and I'm going to obey what he says, because he's Lord and God. 100 million angels worshiping him, all the saints who've gone before us. And we have the audacity, thinking that God actually wants our opinions when he deserves our obedience and our worship and to think how humbling is it to think guys you know what the greatest commandment is come on all you little wanna kids what's the greatest commandment there it is you're in a wanna kid good yes (laughs) love it yeah you like you know the whole bible so it's like yes you've memorized the whole thing love the lord your god with what everything you got Think about it. Out of everything that God could say, this is the most important commandment. He says, I just want you to love me. Love me. And I want you to love people. That's the second one. Out of everything that God could have said, he, just said, he simply said, just love me. You're like, well, I do. I have these feelings. I'm not talking about feelings. Jesus said, I know those who love me by those who obey me. I know those who love me by those who obey my commandments." So we have to ask the question, is he worth it? Do we recognize the value of Jesus, or is he just Jesus? So in Mark chapter 10, start here in verse 46, guys, I've transitioned, I now have cheater glasses. I'm only 28, but shut up. You know what, every time when people laugh when I say that, it starts to hurt a little bit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm over it. All right. You know what? Let's pray. That was the intro. Let's pray. Let's pray. "Father, I can't make much of you. It's a feeble attempt on my part to try to make much of you. It's so the Holy Spirit with you. Make much of the Father, and make much of Jesus, and make much of yourself, and show us the answer. Reveal yourself in such a powerful way, like you've never done before. Do it here, God, please, would you, would you do that? We pray this in Jesus' name. And everyone who agrees says amen. Verse 46, and they came to Jericho, and as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out, saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Guys, I love the fact that Mark names this guy, Bartimaeus. Honestly, if he didn't give you the name, would you have said there's like travesty? That's horrible. No, you would have got on. It's a story. You know why I like it? Because it reminds me that when I pass by someone who's begging, they have a name. They're created in the very image of God. And therefore, they have intrinsic value because of their creator. And I should stop long enough to get to know them and to hear their story. And not just pass a buck, but hear their story. Real quick, real real, quick. All pastors say that, but here we go. Ready? So I was going to the grocery store one night. This is a few years ago. There was a homeless guy outside, and I did that whole thing. As I'm coming up, I'm like, oh, you start checking to see if you have any cash, because I just used a debit card or whatever. And so I'm like, I think I got a couple bucks. And I looked, and I wasn't quite sure, but I'd... I was like, okay. So as I get to him, he's like, hey, can you help me? I was like, hey, let me go in there. What I have left, I'll come back and give it to you. So I go shopping, get my stuff. And I needed, I knew the Lord was leading me to. Ice cream. Amen. You got me, you feel me? Thank you. So I got ice cream. So now that means I can't spend a lot of time outside. But it's like, okay, but this is the Lord. The Lord has led me to some ice cream. And so as I start to go outside, I give him a couple bucks, I'm like, hey, here's all I got, and I didn't, I had like a 20. I'm like, here's a couple bucks, I lied. It's like, hey, I got to go, man, but hey, I hope that helps. And I, get, I start walking to my car, and no joke, in my, in my mind, these are the thoughts popping in my head. Get back over there. Get back over there. I'm like, no, 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 I got ice cream. I got ice cream. I can't, I can't do it. There's ice cream. I can't let the ice cream melt. Guys, I don't like melted ice cream. There's a purpose for the freezer. I like it hard. I like hard ice cream. But the whole time, I'm like, I, it's like in my mind, I'm justifying disobedience. I'm like, no, I'm not going. I got to get ice cream back to the house. For the family. See, it's not just for me, it's for the family. And I get to the car, no joke, the thought, just get back over there, get back over there. And I'm like, Fine! And I put the gr- Like I'm just having like a little hissy fit. I put in the car and I walk back. And I just know in my mind, it's melting. So I stop, and say, hey, what's your name? He goes, Rory. I said, dude, Rory, I lied to you earlier, really. I'm sorry. I said, <laughs> Excuse me, there's a Little something in me. <clears throat> I said, I got a 20. Can I hear your story? I said, like, how are we out here? What's going on? And he said he got addicted to opiates when he was, I think it was when he was 23. He was 27 at the time. He was living on the street, but he was getting clean. And I said, dude, that's so rad. And I saw he was he was reading this, uh, he was reading a, he was reading a magazine by the Jehovah's Witnesses. I said, hey, are you reading that? He goes, yeah, I don't quite understand it. And I said, yeah, because it's not true. I said, let me tell you about Jesus. <laughs> and some would say, Brian, that's pretty close minded It's not closed-minded if it's true. It's not true. I said, can I tell you about Jesus? And guys, don't look at me and go, oh, you have all the boldness. Guys, this is always nerve-wracking. Guys, i am be honest, pastors, we're really good being bold here, Right? But if we're not bold behind, like out from this, then we're great pastors, but we might not be great disciples. I've been so convicted about that over the last few years. So I started telling about Jesus, and say, so you want to surrender to Jesus? At the end, so you want to surrender to Jesus as your Lord? As I explained, I explained the whole story, he's looking at me, he goes, Yeah, like he already had the 20. I was like, Let's go get some food, but here's the 20. He said, I said, you want to surrender to Jesus? He goes, yes. I was like, it worked. <laughs> Am I on camera? Is this a joke? I said, Are you serious? He goes, Yeah, I want to surrender to Christ. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, this is a moment. I almost said no because of ice cream. The greatest miracle that can happen on the planet is someone passes from death to life coming to Christ, and I was worried about chocolate chip. I prayed with him right there, right in front of Ralph's. People passing by, we're just having like this spiritual moment. No joke, afterwards I'm like, dude, it was so good to meet you. He goes, hey, can I ask you one thing? I said, sure. He goes, can I give you a hug? I said, heck yes, you better give me a hug. So I grabbed him. I don't know if you know, I'm kind of a big guy. I just yanked that boy up. He's like, whoa! And I'm like, bam! And then he just bro-hugged me. And here's why I think it was so important. It was important for me more than him because I need to to be reminded that he's created the image of God and has a name. Bartimaeus has a name. People have names. Create the image of God. And here comes Jesus. Picture Jesus. A lot of times when a a rabbi would walk along, there's this massive crowd. He would teach as he's he's walking. Then you have this blind guy, Bartimaeus in the back, screaming, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. You know what people told him to do? People that are around him going, shut up. Shut up, I can't hear. Oh, sorry. You know what the Bible says he did? I love it. He cried out all the more. Son of David, have mercy on me. Can you imagine? Bartimaeus, shut up. Why? I can't hear. I didn't get number three. I couldn't fill in the blank of Number three. Oh, I'm so sorry you couldn't fill in the blank of the paper that you could see. Jesus, have mercy on me! He just keeps going. Until Jesus stops the whole parade for the one. Guys, there's this massive crowd and he always stops it for the one. Youth pastors and youth workers, can I just encourage you? Guys, I just used to be about the crowd. As many people, that's when you know you're successful. Until you watch the ministry of Jesus, Jesus would walk through crowds to get to the one. And if you're not doing ministry for the one, then you're not doing ministry like Jesus. And Jesus says, call him, call him. Can you imagine the people that just told him to shut up? I'll get him. Barty, come here. He's calling for you. Didn't you just tell me to shut up? No, no, that wasn't me. That was my wife. <laughs> she has a really deep voice, come on. I would never do that, we're best friends. says, throwing off his cloak. Throwing off his cloak. Guys, that's everything he owned. That's his bed. That's his shelter. That's his bank. That's what he'd collect all the, the money on, and he put it right there in front of him. This is everything. He sprang it. He chucks it. Guys, when you go back one page and you look at the rich young ruler or the rich young man, i got to paraphrase it. Rich young man comes running up to Jesus, hits the floor on his knees and says, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? I think he's genuine when he's asking. Jesus says this, why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. Isn't Jesus great? It's like, stay focused. Come on, eyes, eyes, ears, ears, pay attention. The question was, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus like, why do you call me good? Only God is good. And then he starts listening to us from the Ten Commandments. Then the man says this in, to Jesus in response, in verse 20, teacher, all these I have kept from my youth. And Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, you lack one thing. And then he says, I want you to take everything you own, go sell it, give to the poor, you're going to have treasure in heaven, and then follow me. The Bible says that he was disheartened. Why? Because he was a man of great wealth, and he walked away. Think about it. Jesus says, you lack one thing. Isn't it weird? He says, you lack one thing, and then he lists four things he should do. You lack one thing. Go sell everything you have. Give to the poor. You'll have treasure in heaven. Follow me. Which one is the one? I don't think it's any one of those four. Remember, the man comes up and says, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says, why do you call me good? Only God is good. And the second time that he addresses Jesus, what does he take off of his title? The first time it's good teacher, only God is good. Oh, 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 teacher. What happened to the good part? Guys, I'm convinced that at that moment, the man's saying, I don't believe you to be God. Good teacher? Yes. Moral teacher? Sure. God? Mm mm. And is it possible that Jesus then looked at him and said, That's the one thing you lack. You don't recognize me, because if you did, if you recognized the one who was inviting you to follow, you would go home, sell everything, give to the poor. Why? Because you got treasure in heaven. Because you're following the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end, the one who owns everything, the one who measures the universe with a span of his hand, the one who sits on the throne with a 100 million angels in worship, that's who's invited you if you recognized the one you'd give up everything for the one and the blind guy got it the blind guy gave up everything and they bring him to jesus and he says jesus looks in and says what do you want me to do for you isn't it obvious like what did you sit there and go jesus it's kind of obvious guy's like no i don't want to bother. let's have a sandwich goes, let me regain my sight. Guys, this is desperation. True? Isn't it beautiful that a guy who was blind recognized the Messiah and knew him to be the Messiah by the way that he asked, would you let me receive my sight? In other words, you have all authority. You can do whatever you want because I recognize you. When you look at that, He says, go your way, your faith has made you, made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. Here's what I love about Jesus' this response. This is where we're laying the plane. He says, your faith has made you well, go your way. Go where, just go your way. And then the Bible says that this man who was blind and now could see Follow Jesus on the way. In other words, when Jesus says, go your way, the man was saying, I'm going where you're going because my way is your way. Wherever you go is where I go because I recognize the one that I'm standing in front of. Followers of Jesus, I'm speaking to you. If you're not a follower of Jesus, tune out for just a second if you want to. Followers of Jesus, do you recognize the one who has called you into fellowship with Himself. He has called you to walk with Him, to be with Him, to love Him and be loved by Him, to be adored by Him, to enjoy Him and to have Him enjoy you in return. And He's the one who sits on the throne of the universe, and everything isn't subject to him. You're like, no, no, people are disobeying. Guys, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Do you realize even the demonic obey? There is no one else. There's nothing else that comes in comparison with Jesus. And he's the one who said, I want you to come with me. And when you look back in Ephesians, he's like, hey, According to the Lord, you're not supposed to act the same way you did. You're supposed to act and think differently because you've been changed. You said you want to follow Jesus. We obey. We follow. Friends, you know what the world needs to see? Not that Christi- <coughs> excuse me, not that Christians are just nicer. Because a lot of times we're not. Oh, we're a little bit more moral. We're not looking the part sometimes, friends. Why? Because at some point we forgot, we repent from and we run to. We repent from, and it's not just repentance one time. Get saved and you're done. Guys, I believe once you give your life to Christ, you're in. But repentance is every day. I need to turn from this, confess it, run to Jesus, turn away, go to him. Follow the leader because he's worth it guys he's worth it that God calls invites us let me pray Jesus I needed that reminder tonight I needed to hear, you never leave nor forsake. And the truth of that is not based on what I feel, but it's based upon what you've said. God, I pray that you would terrify us, cause us to worship and go to our knees, and then to hear you say, no, 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 don't be afraid. But God, I want you to invade our minds and our hearts, and cause us to know, man, we need to be right with you. And for those of us who love you, God, we need to be reminded who it is that has called us so that we never just say, it's just Jesus. Jesus, you are God almighty, creator of everything. Thank you for calling us and thank you for who you are. God, to do a great work this weekend. Thank you that you've just begun. To you be all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor for you alone are worthy. And we pray this in Jesus' name and everyone who agrees says, amen. Love you all more than you know. Thanks, guys.